Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Yes, sir. Gentlemen. Yeah. We've got a big, big show for you this week. <laughs> Ted Lasso has hit its halfway point. Okay. Ghosted came out on Apple TV. The Mandalorian ended. As did the career of a Marvel actor. <laughs> All of this and more in the next few minutes. Okay, so I know that everyone's really dying to hear what we thought of the movie Ghosted on Apple TV. <laughs> this was Johnny's pick for oh, this week. Oh, hold on just a second. I wouldn't call it that. A pick is being generous. It was a suggestion. A generous to you. It was a suggestion. You were like, we need to watch this movie. It's going to be great. Uh, there's literal receipts that can be downloaded on Spotify. And while you're doing that, please hit subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were like, I can't wait for this movie. Chris Evans, what could go wrong? Any last words on that one? Well, a lot of things. We are, about, <laughs> we are about to find out, and we're going to do this in less than five minutes. Because that movie already took an hour and 53 minutes of our lives. Collectively, way more than that. It's like someone had a really, truly bad action rom-com screenplay. And they shopped it to every studio. And every studio was like, no. And then when they shopped it to Apple, they were like, by the way... In this one, the chick is the spy, and the guy is the hapless one. And Apple was like, oh, we're turning the whole genre on its head, eh? We're not even going to read the rest of the script. You're greenlit. We have come a long way from Notting Hill, and not in a good way. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's not exactly like new ground it's a trope basically to be like okay here's the guy and he's actually a super secret commando and you know the girl doesn't know and blah 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 like it happens all the goddamn time we just talked about true lies last week that's basically the entire concept behind true lies so doing a a gender norm flip you know that's fine whatever Mm mm-hmm Everything else about the movie was so bad. It it took an hour and 20 minutes to become, honestly, even close to watchable. Mm-hmm. The last half hour was actually relatively decent, but everything up to that point was so incredibly bad that it's astounding to me that they made it. Yeah. They found these two attractive, very charismatic individuals and went out of their way to make them entirely unlikable for an hour and a half. <laughs> they, they also had no chemistry. Well, what the fuck were you going to expect <laughs> them to have chemistry-wise for that first hour and a half when Chris Evans is basically a stalker? <laughs> what? I, I gotta ask, because <clears throat> it happened in the first 30 minutes. What was your point where you're like, oh, I need to turn this off? Uh, when Chris Evans pulled out his phone 
and found the GPS tracker that he had accidentally, in his defense, planted on her and was like, I got a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to London and hunt her down. And his family was telling him it was a good idea. <laughs> oh, the grand romantic gesture. No, there's no version of this where you track down a girl that you had a one night stand with in London and she sees it as a grand romantic gesture. None. Yeah. Uh, I think the moment for me is after their exchange at the farmer's market and then him asking her out on a date or to go for coffee. I was like, this was no, no, that, that, that could have been the end of the film. That should have just been the end of the film right there. 18 minute movie. We're done. Here we go. Have a nice night. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. <laughs> um, but like the petulance with which he engaged her at his friend's booth was like, it was, it hurt. It hurt. There is like a probably 11 minute window where I popped really, really, really hard. And I was like, they couldn't do the other one. And then they did. What was most astounding about it was they kept that same animosity for basically the first hour and 20 minutes of the movie. Minus the like 10 minutes where they're on their date. They both had that same animosity towards one another. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you're supposed to be rooting for these two to get together. And meanwhile, like, there's a point where he's like, I'm going home. And it's like, thank God. And then you two both need to seek professional help when this is over. Greg, thoughts on it? (laughs) Oh, well, shit. Um, I... Once I realized how bad the movie was going to be, I literally just looked at it from, I want to see how Ana de Armas was going to do the, the ballerina stuff. <laughs> how her gun trading and stuff was going to be. Yeah, and there was definitely a couple points during it where I was like, huh, let's see let's see how Ana de Armas is going to be in this because she's, she's in the John Wick spinoff coming up. So let's see how this is going to go. She was a Bond girl, is that correct? She was. Yeah. Oof. Sorry, that was a real Greg response there. <laughs> that was completely <laughs> unintentional. I just had like the demure Greg sound. Oof. <laughs> um, this was just okay. We're gonna go into spoilers because, like, honestly, I'm not gonna tell anybody else to watch this. So I'm just gonna tell you the only cool part about this was Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Oh, yeah. I laughed so goddamn hard. And then the wheels just completely fell off again. Like, that was... I I half expected to them at least give him the line of... Or just, like, look over at someone and be like, so you like cats, huh? And I didn't get that. I thought that's where it could have gone. The other moment, and I think Ashley probably laughed harder at this than anything else, was after the bus scene. And they did that wide angle, and I was like, oh, God, tell me they're going to do the rolling flaming tire. 
And as it rolls across, I just yelled out. I was like, trope. <laughs> it was not good. This, this, there's so much. It was so easy to avoid some of the bad stuff in this. I remember a few weeks ago, there's a guy at an AEW show had the placard said lazy writing, the poster board. That was me no, through this whole film. I'm just holding yeah. it. It just says lazy writing the whole time. Also, I know I, for a fact, muttered more than one time, Cap would never. <laughs> this character felt like a worse version of his character from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, this this character, it was just bad. Yeah. Like, that's that's really no other way to put it. Like, like I said, you're supposed to be rooting for these two people to get together. And... Were we? He he's making terrible decisions throughout the entire first half hour of the movie. I get it. The whole point is you have to get him to London so yeah. that the whole plot can kick off. Yeah. But they needed to come up with a better way to go <coughs> than, hey, um, I'm gonna be a stalker. And everyone is like, except for his parents, are like, Wow, you know you're being a stalker about this, right? And he's like, what? No, I'm not. Like, dude. It was just, it was, it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that Adrian Brody signed on for this? No, Adrian Brody has, he's not Adrian Brody anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I was thinking about that also when I was watching it last night, because he is a really good actor. Yeah. But he has not really been doing the pianist anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a lot of the stuff he's been doing has been, I don't know, like... just not the same to the same level like Dude, it's not even just that pardon me that film is 21 years old yeah i, I know <laughs> like it, it's not even i does anybody even remember that at this point for him because i feel like he's had other bit roles and i feel like he's also been like a really terrible villain in something else and i can't he was in uh he was the villain in the first episode of poker face yeah that ain't it (laughs) (laughs) that ain't the one um no he's been in a lot of stuff some of it he's been the like main character some of it he's been the villain but no if you look at his if you look at his um imdb He's continually playing like either bad movies or low end movies. Like mm-hmm. the last thing that he starred in, other than Poker Face, that I saw was freaking Predators. Yeah. I mean, there was so, that wonderful bit of fun called Spliced. Don't need to go back I, to that one either. I never saw that one, but looking at his IMDb, I believe that was prior to Predators. 
Oh, it was. I just, yeah. Um, I don't know. I it's I can't even remember what it would have been. I mean, but God, that was 2010. Oh, I don't know. I used My, to have um, yeah. I used to have HBO uh, when I lived with. No, I guess this would be after I lived with my parents. I guess it would be when I lived by myself. <laughs> um, and they used to play The Jacket all the time. Yeah. I, I must have watched The Jacket a dozen times. So, yeah, I, I liked a Adrian Brody. I really well, did. <clears throat> for me, it would have been Peaky Blinders then. Because I was just looking through it, and I was like, 100%, that's the last thing I saw. That's fine. Uh, <clears throat> basically, TLDR, don't see it. It sucks unless you want to see a last blast with Bucky, Cap, and Sam Wilson. For literally two minutes out of the hour and 53. <clears throat> the reunion? Just fast forward. I'll find the time marker and I'll put it on the episode next time. <laughs> Save yourself the effort. Just go through this. Pop. Turn it off. The end. Um, speaking of the end, that's the end of this segment because I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. This is garbage. I'm never picking again. I think Greg should just yeah. have to pick everything moving forward. Be a very short list. Yeah, Greg's going to be like, okay, this uh, Korean drama from <laughs> 1984. I think from now on it's going to be Ashley and Greg pick what we watch. This there's not even any yeah. subtitles. You just have to get what they're saying from their emotions. <laughs> Keep talking, then I'll be the next thing you watch. I don't even know anyone from that time frame, but, you know. Okay, well, I promised that we would talk about other things other than this fucking movie. <laughs> so, Ted Lasso finished its halfway point of the season. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I believe business is about to pick up. <laughs> By God, Ted Lasso in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, this was um, this was a roller coaster. This was a like there was there was more character development in this than I can remember in a long, long while. And I'm not just talking one character, but like multiple. Right. If not, if not, ever, honestly, if not everybody in this episode, I mean, I don't think, you know how we'd initially describe this. And I mean, this was more pronounced when I was also watching this to offset the, <laughs> the effects of the boys. Um, this episode was the most like warm hug episode. I can remember the show having in a little bit. Yeah, this felt this felt honestly closer to like a season one episode than anything yeah. that they've done recently. Um, you know, a little bit of a catch up on Ted Lasso for this uh, season. Um, you know, this is possibly the final season. Possibly not. We'll see. Allegedly. <laughs> it, you know, it's still interesting because they still haven't announced it either way. Yeah. Um, you would think were this the final season, they would be making a big deal out of it to this point. 
Um, but this may be the final season. We'll see. <coughs> um, so, you know, Ted's prediction slash comment at the end of season one was this is the season where they were going to win the whole effing thing. Yeah, that's uh, not happening. And, eh, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> There's no way. Dude, if they lost four straight, five straight, they're not winning. No, that's not they how this works. They didn't lose five straight. Wasn't that at the last nope. episode before this? Nope, you are wrong. They didn't win seven straight, but they didn't lose seven straight. They were in ninth place. <laughs> yeah, no, they're done. <laughs> eh, we'll see. They have the table listed. I know they do. How I many, know they're I don't, in ninth I don't, place. I don't remember what, how many matches were played, though. Uh, like 14. Oh, yeah, that's plenty of time. It's unlikely, but plenty of time. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. They've got time. It's it. It's the halfway point of the TV season. They're not just going to be like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, we're going to, at the halfway point of the TV season, have them 25 matches into the season. Uh, they're going to they, win the Champions League. <laughs> they're not not in the championship. <laughs> and UEFA would never sanction somebody to play in that. Greg, we both know if there was the money, they would sanction it. I mean, it is Apple, so <laughs> he, he, he is right. I mean, if if Apple went to him and they were like millions of dollars, just gotta let us use a couple trademarks, they'd be like, all right, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're cracking. <laughs> Political favors. <laughs> Listen, no one that runs football is above board. Um, mm -hmm. Hell, if they went and waved a couple thousand dollars in front of some of the FIFA people, they'd be like, you want us to put Richmond into the World Cup? All right. <laughs> <laughs> they could be their own country. It's fine. Dude, that's valid. Fucking UEFA is shitty like that. Oh. Okay, get back to the episode, though. Um, the team has traveled to Amsterdam for... <laughs> I keep laughing because we're three seasons in, and Ted Lasso still doesn't have a lot of the language now. Well, it's just yeah, an exhibition. Well... It's friendly. Oh, there was nothing <laughs> friendly about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he actually knew that one. And was just like, yeah, no, that wasn't friendly. We got our asses. <laughs> Do you think he's just queuing Coach Beard up at this point for some of those lines? Yeah, I think he yeah. is. But, you know, honestly, that is one of the things that is a little frustrating. It's probably not quite the right word, but it's not that far off. Like, Ted did a lot of coaching in seasons one and two. Yeah. Despite not really knowing the game. Season three, you feel like he'd know the game better, but he has done very little coaching to this point. So that's why I'm I'm excited to see where we go with his new ideas. Yeah. Because it feels like Ted's going to finally step back into the driver's seat. <laughs> Thought he had a fever dream. It was just <laughs> food poisoning. <laughs> Uh, no, it was barbecue sauce. Yeah. 
he ate the barbecue sauce from back home, and he was just like, <sighs> he's like Popeye with the spinach, but he's from Pretty Kansas. Much. <laughs> that was a that was a hell of a sequence, though. Yeah, it was that whole thing in the restaurant. Also had yeah. to laugh when he walked in all excited to talk to an American. He's like, oh, where are you from? And then they didn't know that Windy City was Chicago. I yeah, died I was, a little tiny bit. <laughs> I was thinking of you when that happened. I was like, Johnny's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at Ashley. She looks back at me and it's just. Eyes roll over. Come on. But also, I would love to go to any place that has a plate that size of onion rings. So if that's a real place, making a trip to Amsterdam for U.S. onion rings. You also had to laugh a little bit, but they still call it Freedom Fries. Yeah. Um, as far as this episode goes, Greg. Yes. Walk us through a couple things that really stuck out to you or some of the things you enjoyed. I loved the Dutch guy. <laughs> loved them. I just, his mannerisms, the way he spoke, his humor. I was like, freaking finally, somebody that could, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say this. The last I was time he's in the episode, probably. Yeah. On board with him until his final sentence. I, I think the final sentence was I don't know. Kinda, I, I think it's misinterpreted. Because otherwise Dutch guy, real rapey. Right. I don't think I think it's going to mean something else. It better mean something else because again, otherwise Dutch guy, real rapey. I just thought he was laughing at her asking the question. I like repeating it like in jest almost. That's what I took from that. And that's what I thought he was too until he said, yes, we did at the end. Mm, But it's different. I I don't know. I think it has a different meaning. That's just my vibe of it. I don't know. It. Because like the whole, their whole conversation, very few things were said directly. Right. Yeah, it's just weird that he was like, no. And then she left and he's like, <laughs> yeah, we did. It's like, uh... that's not what that's not what I got from it. No, that's literally what happened. Because she's like, did we? And he goes, no. And then she left and he's like, did we? <laughs> did we? Yeah, we did. I didn't get the rapey thing from it. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm not saying that, like, maybe I just got to rewatch, whatever, but that's not what I... It's... All I'm saying is that it definitely seemed like he understood what she was asking. Mm-hmm. And he said no. And then she left, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's... Mm-hmm. And maybe it's going to be explained because I, I have a feeling he's going to come back up as a character at some point in the next six episodes. And maybe it's going to be explained that he's like, you wanted to know if we made love and we didn't make love actually, like, physically, but we made love emotionally. That's, that's what I mean. It's going to be some bullshit like that. Because <laughs> that's, that's the type of stuff that that type of interaction was. Yeah. Um, okay. 
But I'm so also aside not going to from... be shocked if she turns up pregnant in like two weeks and she's like, I got to go find a Dutchman to get some child support. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> she shows up and she's holding her stomach and he's just like, hold on. And you just see the boat go off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Okay. So the Dutchman for you, Greg. Anything else? The the bike the bike scene like the teaching them how to ride a bike for granddad. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was so ridiculous. The the Jamie and Roy journey this season has been one of my favorite things so far to this halfway point. I mean, it's I had to laugh a little bit, but getting to peek behind the curtain at some of like more of Jamie's backstory but also like the stuff about his dad didn't make sense because his dad was a goddamn prick mm-hmm. like everything we learned about his dad in season one he's an absolute horrible person so like I was just a little bit confused by I don't know but uh, what? I mean what he explained is further that his dad was a horrible person no but like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I got a different vibe on it that they were like, I don't know. Something felt out of place. I even looked at Ashley and I'm like, but his dad was terrible. Yes, his dad was terrible. And that continued the whole his dad was terrible thing. Yeah, that wasn't... Everything he said about his dad in Amsterdam was not good. His dad took him to Amsterdam while trying to win back his mom. And then took him to see a hooker at the age of 14. <laughs> that's not That's not a good thing. I don't know how things work in Amsterdam, man. Maybe that's normal. We no, don't know. It's we not. don't live there. And, and it's not a good thing. And and to just to just touch on that a little bit further, it was such a bad thing that Jamie blocked it out. <laughs> Jamie, it, like he he can't figure out how to put that into words. But he's like, you know, I don't remember anything from that first trip. And it's like, yeah, because you mentally blocked it out. <laughs> the um. I did enjoy the bit about his mom, though. Yeah. Like, getting to hear that, like, at least he had one parent that was not awful. Do we know, or have they explained, maybe I've just completely missed it, have they explained anything about his mom? Like, is his mom gone? I don't think that they've touched on his mom. Okay. Okay. So there's there's room. So what you're telling me is that Jamie's going to turn into Zava 2.0. And save the team in the second half of the season. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because I do, I think that Jamie's going to ha- get substantially better in the second half. I'm also hoping that we see a return to form for Danny Rojas. But he likes tulips. Yeah, and what's funny is there was literally a vase of tulips sitting like right behind him. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, it's it's a crisis of identity. I mean, it happens. I know the word we're not supposed to use, but it seems like the whole team's got him again. We're not supposed to say yep. the word. We're yep. not going to say yips. it. <gasps> yeah, Greg. Jamie does. Jamie does seem to have a little bit of the yips. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, little brokenhearted <laughs> over Roy's revelation to Jamie Keeley. Yeah. Or- Which is kind of funny. What revelation? 
when he told Jamie's like, <laughs> I'm not even going to faint. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm Dusty Rhodes' impression right now and trying to do Roy Kent. But he essentially looked at Jamie and he's like, I think Kiwi's got a girlfriend. Oh. And like, just the absolute most broken hearted. My, my wife is very upset about this. Ashley very much would like to see Roy and Keeley kiss again. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think Jack is long for the show. And I could yeah. be entirely wrong about that, but Jack seems like someone who has their fun with whoever they're with. Mm-hmm. Um and then moves on. Um I mean she talked about dating a clown and doing stuff in his clown car. I thought that was a joke. I don't think so. She said, like, all his friends were there. It was really tight. Mm, I I thought it was just, like, the running gag about, like, clown cars being filled with, like, 30 clowns. (laughs) I'm going to have to rewatch the episode. I am, like, 90% certain that was just, like, to ease and cut the tension a little bit. Um... This was pretty wild. And I mean, there was so many moments where I was like, holy shit. And I mean, leading to the Dutchman with Rebecca, literally, I could not believe that shot that they had her just (laughs) ragged all over the railing. Yeah. I think I actually out loud said, holy fuck. (laughs) And I was like, I hope she's okay. (laughs) Humpty Dumpty. Um, all of this was so good. I love the guys having like the arguments and shit in the hotel and like not being able to decide what they want to do because I mean, it's such a perfect example of why they're not winning right now mm-hmm. because like nobody can take control. Nobody's willing to step up. And I mean, there's no, they're, they're indecisive. But I think it works perfectly with how Ted was like, <laughs> hit the Superman sip on the barbecue sauce. <laughs> it somehow became this like savant all over again. Um, really cool, man. I mean, all of it was just, it was such a great episode start to finish. Uh, the, the stuff with the riding of the bike. <laughs> just when you think Jamie's like become this like really wholesome classy character he pays a homeless man to steal bikes (laughs) like just when you think he's finally come around he's like nah i'm still jamie tart (laughs) um and then the the guy steals them back yeah or steals one oh so good oh the whole the whole sequencing of that was just fantastic and i mean the writing the humor the like endearing nature of everything that was going on i mean this was such a great episode and i really hope this is kind of a preview of how the rest of the season may go i know there's still like they're gonna they're gonna make us cry you know that right mm-hmm. like there has to be at least one thing that serves as the rally that's gonna make like all the fans just break down and lose their shit before like the rally and boot that's what's coming that that is <laughs> the rally's coming and then we're gonna boot it um this was so good 
right down to the end when like everybody's just like copacetic, including Piggy Stardust. Oh god. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you how badly how badly my wife looked at me and she's like, stop. <laughs> uh but right down to them singing on the bus at the end of the episode man like this was that episode is why we love ted lasso as a series is yeah, those are the and, kinds of things that like make that show what it is and the ending was definitely speaking directly to the audience yeah um i think they knew that they had spent the first five episodes basically kicking us in the dick over and over again. <laughs> and they're, so they're like, okay, um, we're going to sing. Everything's going to be all right. So people realize that the second half of the season is not going to be us kicking them in the dick over and over again. Yeah. I did find it funny. Um, God, I can't remember who it was. It might've been variety, but one of the TV critics put out a article that was talking about how Ted Lasso needs to refocus on relationships in the second half of the season and talking about all these things they need to do to fix the show. And I'm just like, this isn't actually a football match. Um, all of this shit is shot. <laughs> so... Why are you giving advice to a show that can do nothing about it at this point? Yeah. I don't know. It just cracked me up. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, relationship information going on in this season, probably more than other seasons. I feel. Yeah. I, it's, I think everybody's being a little hypercritical. I mean, they're not wrong, but I don't think there's really ever been. Have they ever failed to really deliver with this show? No. No. So, benefit of the doubt, just enjoy the ride, man. That's, right, the whole that's the, the whole idea is they've 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 said they've shown over the past two you know two and a half years ish two and a half seasons that they can put a story together, they can have foreshadowing, they can do all that kinds of stuff. Just fucking let them do it. Calm down, enjoy. There's nothing in there saying, "Oh, you got to worry," like the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, there's. We'll get into that. There's. I know everyone's. This felt uh, okay. No, 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 no. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Okay. Um. I want more. Also, we didn't touch on the Trent and. Oh God, what's his name? Colin. 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 Yeah. God damn this show for making me love Trent Krim even more. Right. Because they, oh, they're so good at that swerve. They're so good at the swerve with the writing. Where, like, he yep. saw him outside the bar and you're like, oh, God, Trent's going to get his job back at the paper. He's going to He's going to bring the story. He's going to, like, bust the story about Colin. That's what you thought? Dude, Trent's kind of been a dick. Not really. No. I think he's been a lot softer than normal. Not this Trent. season, but I I thought that was the swerve. I thought that was going to be the swerve. Trent was going to like sell out, and then I was mad because I was like, him and Roy had this really aggressively sweet moment in the shower. Not what you think I'm saying. But like, <laughs> I was so upset, and I was like, no, don't do this. But this episode, man, like, 
I don't think you're supposed to have a TV show where you just love everybody. I mean, except for Nathan. Fuck Nathan. <laughs> like, yeah. Nathan can fuck all the way up and all the way over Rupert. and all the way up. Eh. Rupert, too. Listen, Rupert got served in the dark game, in the dark match. Yeah. Uh, Rupert's a nothing burger from now on. Rupert is a petulant child with money. That's all he is. I don't even hate him. It's... I don't even know how much money he has, because how the hell... He lost a, half of his money, and then he has, still has enough to buy West Ham. Yeah, yeah, why. no, Rupert's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know how much money yeah, he has. Dude, dude he bought West Ham. He has to be a billionaire. <laughs> Unless he was just like, you know, Derek Jeter with the Marlins, and he was the figurehead, like, owner yeah. of a, like, conglomerate. Yeah. But, no, I... I I, I fully believe that Rupert has a massive amount of money. And as a side note, I fully believe that Rebecca has a massive amount of money. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. Like I was, I, I think Rupert's still a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. um, as evidenced by his way that he has over Nate. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting when we check in with Nate again. Right. Because it's been a while, and he basically had a date with the hostess. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of where he's at with that. How many episodes left? Six. Six. We will find out. When does it, it does it just continue on, or is there a break right now? No, it's next week. Okay, so what's? I guess there, this isn't like official like mid season finale. That this is just it's this just is the, the midway. We're talking point. about the middle of the season. That's okay. that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So we're half season in. Where do you rank season three thus far versus season one and two? Three. Third best season. Yeah. Okay. As of now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's too early. I mean, <clears throat> season season one was basically perfect. Yeah. Um, season two. I don't even think they really had any clunkers in season two. Like, I know people were pissy about the Christmas episode, and then people were really pissy about Beard After Dark. <laughs> um, I love that episode. That was awesome. Yeah, I know, but it's it's basically an interlude episode. They were just like instead of. Instead of showing and progressing the plot, they gave you an entire episode focusing on Coach Beard and kind of showing you his life. Yeah. It didn't progress the plot at all. But it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I did. I, I think this is currently three. But it's with the understanding that we are currently at the halfway point of the series. Yeah. Uh, season, whatever. Okay, so uh, I would agree with that, and let's just see who has had the better story arc this season of the primaries. <laughs> I was like the Kit Man, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, Higgins. That was the... <laughs> keep telling them to take them to the red light district. <laughs> Roy and Jamie have had the best storyline thus far in the season. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Well, no, I kind of like, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. The blonde haired 
tall one. Rebecca. Rebecca. I, I, I it was R, but I didn't want to say. I was, I was thinking Rachel. Yeah, the stuff with like why. Rupert and his wife and their kid and catching him at the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's <laughs> that woman has got some like Vietnam PTSD when she sees Rupert. Yeah, and she and and she kind of showed that like she was heading in the general direction of having a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. Just, there's just some subtle things like when she was trying after she got the call from the doctor, she made the phone calls and nobody answered, and like there's just a lot of little things. Yeah. But she doesn't seem to be phased by it, in a sense. I think the reset that she had in this episode was necessary, and I think it was a good thing. Yeah. I think everybody, literally everybody needed Amsterdam at that point. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, I think we're done with the Sam and Rebecca thing. Good. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard from the... <laughs> <laughs> from off in the distance after I said that I'm not <laughs> I, I think it was you know it's just one of the it's a weird situation where you know he is her employee it just does it seems weird to me that's just more of a personal thing though yeah um I just want to go ahead and touch on this when you said Sam and Rebecca I immediately thought you were talking about cheers and thought you were talking about Ted and Rebecca uh, I don't know that that's a nothing burger itself. I don't anymore either. Yeah. Since Ted was, you know, <laughs> trying to slide into those DMs in Amsterdam. <laughs> but according to Chris Evans, it doesn't count if it's emojis. Oh my God, kill me. <laughs> um, it was the scene in the hallway for me. Where they like they both just kind of paused awkwardly, and I was like, "Huh? What? What? What is what? What's happening? What's happening right now? Uh, <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. But also, why? I just I feel like this is I don't know. I feel like Hansel and Gretel. This is breadcrumb, and if I follow this, I'm just going to be mad and possibly baked into a pie. Um, yeah I just I've enjoyed all the character arcs I really don't ever want to root for Nathan again just because I think the stuff that he good chance you're going to be stuck doing that here by the end of the season I will willingly not partake that will be my one my one issue with the show if that's what happens yeah, I I think there's a good chance that that's that that's coming down the pipe here, buddy. The, I don't know. Uh, I still think we're going to see Ted blow a gasket at some point, and it's going to be directed at eight. I think there's a good chance that Nate gets fired by Rupert, probably around episode eight or nine. Yeah. And he comes back to rejoin Richmond before the end of it. Ah, fuck that. Set his ass to Crystal Palace. <laughs> Swansea. <laughs> Championship team? Yeah. Um, I'd, I don't know. I think... 
I think I am content with Nathan just being a piece of shit for the remainder of the series, however long that may be. I don't need a redemption story for Nathan. He's going to be redemption. It's coming. He's going to have a redemption. It's coming. You know what's coming. And it's, it's going to help Bridgman, too. So, but you know, that's just that's too. There's too much stuff pointing in that direction. He doesn't need the Wonder Kid anymore. Ted Lasso had a fucking sauce fueled moment of enlightenment. Right. Or what will probably happen is, you know, speculation. Uh, Ted will have too many issues with anxiety. And then Nathan will have to come in and step to be the head coach. I don't think so, because I think Ted's finally managing his anxiety. Yeah, that moment where he just, like, was able to quiet everything down was actually fantastic. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope so. So above and beyond all that, I mean, still love Roy Kent. I am more likely to be happy that Trent Krim has had a character redemption than Nate. True. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Do I don't. I don't need it for me. I just don't. It's you need something to serve as a catalyst to motivate. <laughs> Hopefully not in the way that it did in the last match, because that shit just broke down into like Aussie rules football for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's I've I've really really enjoyed this season. I mean, it's kind of bittersweet because I mean, there's still the potential that this is it. You know what I mean? And so, like, as much as I've loved it, it's just been kind of like. Oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want it to be it. I don't want this to be the end. But if it is, I am very impressed and I've been very content with the way that they have done it to this point. Any any other talk points for you guys coming out of this episode, the midway point of season three? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I, nobody can see this, but I'm sitting here and I'm just watching like two gentlemen, <laughs> like absolutely just lost in the distance the last probably two or three minutes. Um, <laughs> any other points that you're taking away from the midway of season three with Ted Lasso? I I think in the end that. Zava's arc was actually kind of one of my favorites of the season thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was entirely a plot device. Yeah. You know, he was a plot device in order to get them in a bunch of wins and show why they would be in contention before Ted had this total football epiphany. <laughs> Which wasn't an epiphany at all because it's a play style developed in it was it Sweden? No, like it, 30 it was, years ago. No, it was Amsterdam or whatever. Yeah. Or Finland. It was Dutch, yeah. Yeah, it was Dutch. Um, but it's still, you know, people, like, I've actually gotten into this conversation with a couple people online. That doesn't mean it wasn't an epiphany for him. Yeah. Well, Just no, because absolutely. someone else thought of it doesn't mean that, yeah. like, he, he doesn't have to be like, I'm the inventor of the triangle offense. Yeah. You know, he just had that realization that, holy shit, if you, you could run the triangle offense in soccer yeah it shows that he understands more about how the game is played so 
if he's saying, hey, I need to make sure that I pay attention to this spacing and make sure these lanes are open type stuff. It wasn't the barbecue sauce. It wasn't the dud drugs. It was literally he finally just drank tea. <laughs> it was kind of funny. All it took was a cup of <laughs> it, it actually it legitimately cracked me up um, <laughs> that he's like, okay, cool, we're going to do mushrooms. It's in tea? Mm-hmm. And, and that was his, like his big sticking point. He's like, "Okay, sure, Beard, I'll do mushrooms with you." <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't tea. the hard drugs. It was tea that was the sticking point. Yes. Um. Oh shit! I, I, I had to. You know, it made me think about. You know, I, it's. I've gone on record. I've been to a bunch of the Chappelle shows that he had here in uh, Yellow Springs during the pandemic. Um, and if you've paid much attention to him, he's had a bunch of like massive name comedians come out to his shows. One of them was Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish came out to yellow Springs and he flat out said they did mushroom tea in his garage. And then the next day, Tiffany Haddish woke up and shaved her head. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, no, no, you know, I wasn't on mushrooms when I shaved my head. And he's like, let's just be clear. You drank mushroom tea and then the next day shaved your head. And you're saying there's no correlation? <laughs> okay, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, that's, I. you know, I think we're going to talk in circles a little bit here if we keep going into it. But I will say, I am also only going to go to Amsterdam to see one too and that is it you aren't going to go to the red light district to see a jazz band no probably to, to see just a sign for a jazz man <laughs> <clears throat> no i think i will uh i will be passing up those opportunities oh man <clears throat> so another bit of finality this week that occurred was also with there's there's a lot of closure on a lot of things this week including the career of one jonathan majors um we don't have to go into that in great detail but you know there was i don't want to discuss all the gross details if if you're wondering what's going on and why he's being canceled you you can do the research on your own it's it's not hard to do. Jonathan Majors, I, I mean, we'll just give the high level. Jonathan Majors was accused of uh, domestic assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly, because this has not been confirmed, uh, multiple former partners have come forward uh, to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office also willing to testify against him. Um. That's really where we're at right now. Uh, I guess it's a possibility that it's just nothing and that this will all just continue as it was planned. But supposedly, uh, Marvel is currently looking at other options to play Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to get real awkward because Loki Season 2 comes out in June. And supposedly Kang is all over that. Yeah. They've already filmed. It's already done. So, yeah. um, so uh, 
I, you know, there's really nothing much more to say here other than we'll kind of see where it goes. Yep. Um, but it really doesn't look good. And if, if he did the shit that he's accused of, then Marvel needs to let him go. Can I just, this is kind of my absolutely fair and justified response to what's going on. But how is it that someone like Dana White can do essentially the same shit and face zero consequence? When what happened was actually caught on film and released. And what has happened with it? Because it's Dana White. I, I just I, I and, and this isn't me excusing it. I, I, I don't like Dana White and slapping his wife was Yeah. Really, really fucking awful. And I mean, in a public venue like that, if that's what you're willing and not opposed to doing in a public venue, like if you think that's the like how deep that river runs, there's a much bigger issue to play. And I don't want it to seem like I'm doing or pulling a whataboutism with this. But I just think it's a little shady that someone in a far more public role at the head of one of the largest companies on the planet, zero consequence. I think it's there's a couple of specific things that go with it, but number one being it's Dana White and and he's largely too big to fail. That's and I don't say yeah. that and I don't say that in any no. way defending Dana White. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other big difference is I don't think Dana White was actually arrested for his crime. That's and. I don't know, man. I uh, it's, I, I, I feel like I'm put in a position where I have to defend Dana White. I, I don't want to do that because no, 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 I, no, no. I, that's not what you're doing at all. You're just you're you're answering a question that I have, and it's like it was kind of a rhetorical question because I know exactly why Dana White didn't face legal consequences, but I think the double standard shit is a little bit over the top right now. Um, Honestly, I hope every single person that's ever committed an act on par or worse than that ends up facing some type of karmic justice. And I don't care what it is, as long as it happens. And, you know, it's it's everywhere, man. I mean, it's there's there's no scale. But I mean, you just saw three NFL players suspended indefinitely this week because they fucking gambled. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and touch on this. Um, I'm going to take a really, really hard stance. Uh, You may not agree with it. If you are a professional athlete, do not gamble on your sport. If only there was a, like, long-standing example of why it's a bad idea. So, I have a question. (laughs) I know, Richard. I saw your face. Yes, I'm being coy. You know exactly no, who I, I'm talking about. I, I know, about. I know, I know. I, I know. <laughs> my, mine was the fact that I think Greg's getting ready to play devil's advocate here. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, look up Ivan Tony from the EPO. Look what he's been charged with. And he's still playing, by the way. I don't think I want to. And please don't tell me about it because I... It's, 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 it's gambling related. Oh, okay. Okay, hold Nothing on. Nothing like I'm beating one. I'm looking up Ivan Tony. Um, controversies. 
16th November 2022 is revealed Tony had been charged by the Football Association with alleged 232 breaches of its gambling laws. <laughs> On the 20th of December 2022, he was charged by the FA with further 30 breaches, bringing the total to 262. He admitted many of the charges, but is contesting others, which could result in a several-month-long ban. A several-month? 262 breaches of charges, and they're like, mm, you know what? It's only Just in the U.S. where this is Tuesday. a problem. Yeah. It's a U.S. problem, not an international problem. Yeah. I mean, but it's really not because he's currently, if he gets found guilty, he'll he'll get banned for X number of months. Yeah, he gets a three-month ban for doing that. <laughs> We're, we're, we just talked about three NFL players gambling, and they're banned indefinitely. Yeah, they're banned for at least over. a year. Their careers are done, though. Oh, yeah, because right. they, they were all minor fucking players. Yeah. Two of them were cut the second the suspensions came out. <laughs> no, it, it, right. look, let's just, let's just be honest. <laughs> Steelers, Steelers GM sitting there, oh, 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 I got three players coming in a year. <laughs> got him no in, in in all seriousness greg i mean here's what it comes down to gambling has in on sports has been legal and integrated into the sports for forever overseas and it hasn't been here and aside from that we had a major scandal occur in the u.s where a world championship was thrown for money by gamblers. Hey, at no. least the Reds won it. And, uh, listen, I mean, listen. Let's be honest. The 1919 Reds were way better than the Black Sox. Oh my God. Yep. They were so. <laughs> they didn't even need eight men out. It didn't matter. Richard, please tell me with the eye test how good that team was. <laughs> they had Christy Matheson, Joe Jackson. God damn it. Christy Matheson. Yeah, don't care. Joe Jackson just doesn't wear shoes. That's all it is. I he had no skill. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a fucking stroke. <laughs> That's all I know about Joe Jackson. I, I can you know. feel my blood pressure in Joe. my eyeballs right now. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> it's so funny though. No, and actually, I'm wrong. Christy Matthewson retired as manager of the Reds the year before. Boom. God damn it. I am channeling Greg all over the place today. I, I Greg, you, you can just leave, man. You don't even need to be here. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I got all your sponsors lined up. You're, you're the soundboard for this podcast. I just press fun. Well. Well, the funny thing is I ordered, ordered some breakfast because I hadn't had McDonald's in a while. So I want one of those bagels. I just wanted one of the bagels, right? Oh, they're so good. So, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I want a bagel. I want two hash browns, and I want an apple Did pie. Did you get a steak, egg, and yeah. cheese bagel? No, I got the, the sausage oh, one. Oh, no, you got to get steak, egg, and cheese. Dude, what the just, shit? 30 minutes the, ago, they my always order have... showed up. I had the I have the bagel with the sausage on it right now with two hash browns, and I got the lemon the lemonade iced tea. <laughs> oh, I didn't get the, I didn't get the, I never get drinks from DoorDash. Um... But the but the I when I opened the bag, I had four hash browns. I had two bagel uh, bacon egg or I had a bacon egg and cheese and a sausage egg and cheese and two McGriddles. There's someone real pissed right now, dude. Somebody's upset. That was like a forty dollar order. 
I, all I wanted was two hash browns and a fucking bagel. That's all I wanted. So is this like giving it out to the family? Can we can we talk for a second about DoorDash and Uber Eats and how incredibly egregious they have gotten? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're horrible. I so Julie's had strep throat all week. Like Her it, girl? it's it's kind of you know funny is not the right term for it, but like Amy goes out of town once a month for work. Uh, she has to go to Indianapolis, and it seems like. I would say like two times a year, she leaves town and immediately someone gets sick. And in this case, it was Julie and fucking strep throat. Yeah. So like that's horrible too. It is. Oof. It is. I feel terrible for her. Um, but yeah, Amy leaves town, and then Julie's immediately throwing up at school the next day. Oh man. So, I could not do a whole hell of a lot this week. Like. I stayed at home with her most of the time. We were basically shut-ins. And I have both an Uber Eats account and I have a DoorDash account. Mm -hmm. I only have the Uber Eats account right now because they gave me a free month of Uber One or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And I keep Dash Pass, but like Uber Eats has been peppering me with all of these discounts. Mm-hmm. Like, they hit me with one that was, like, $20 off an order of $30. Yeah. And I got mm. two of them. And I'm like, $10 food? Don't mind if I do. And then the bill comes to 30 again because of these. Dude, he's ridiculous. <laughs> like, so yesterday I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I really, I don't want to eat the food we have in the house for lunch. And Julie was has still had a very minor appetite. So I'm like, okay. I am going to order Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Oof, Chipotle. And I went on, and you know, you can see the difference in price between a pickup and a delivery order. I wanted to order a single goddamn burrito bowl. That was it. It was yeah. eight eighty five if I wanted to have it picked up, which I really didn't want to do because I didn't want to take the sick kid out of the house. Mm-hmm. Or... It was $22 to have it delivered. And it was the same thing with all those Uber Eats discounts. I would use the discounts. And then by the time it was all said and done, I was still paying the same damn amount. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. And I get it. Like, I get it that these restaurants have to give a cut to Uber and therefore they jack their rates. Mm-hmm. But it's still just like, Jesus, criminy. Like, if on the seldom occasion at this point that I order from DoorDash, I pick pickup almost every time because you'll yeah. pay normal prices on pickup and you will literally save, like, $30 on an order. Yeah. It's, it's, they've, they've literally jumped the shark at this point. And I don't think they, I'm sure they realize that they have, but it has just gone way too far. And I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's not even worth doing it. They know. They know. They just don't care. I don't know. It's, shit is preposterous. Um, the only thing that makes me angry than that is uh, actually Kathleen Kennedy. So there's that. 
Who <laughs> that was slick. Not really. Uh, final episode of Mandalorian aired this week. Which yes, means sir. by next week, we're going to know what Greg thought of this season. Yes, sir. Yep. Should uh, we wait until next week to give our thoughts? Sure. We can do that. I, yeah, let's do that. I like let's, that. I let's... would like to go back and rewatch that last episode a little bit anyway, because there is a, a lot to unpack. You know, it's been a while since we've had our MCU correspondent on the show. Would she like to join us next week? I would think that our... Marvel correspondent, my beautiful, lovely wife, Ashley Ray Huntington, would adore being able to come on the podcast to discuss The Mandalorian next week. And I will confirm that in the next five there was to no, six There minutes. was no shoe thrown. I didn't <laughs> see anything coming in. If you hear the... Ow! Yeah. No. That's... We will... I think that's a great idea. We'll get her to come on for the Mando segment and give her legal advice to Bo-Katan in her position of authority. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do that for next week. Uh, there is a couple films coming out this week coming up. I know I told you Chupa would be a film that you and your daughter should watch. Four minutes into that, that is not a film that you and your daughter should watch. Yeah, it was exceptionally stressful. Uh, I, I've I've read all the spoilers. It turns out fine, but like anyone who is an empath should probably not watch the first fifteen minutes of that film. My uh, my daughter watched uh, Ghosted with me. <laughs> uh, she actually liked it. So okay, uh, they got their target demo. But funny enough, she also watched um, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish on Peacock. Okay. Um, and she was worried during that. She's like, Dad, you gotta look it up. I'm like, what? Does Puss in Boots die? <laughs> yeah, and okay. Like, Don't watch Chupa. <laughs> um, well, sweetie, it's Puss in Boots. So I don't think so. You need to look it up. You need to tell me if yeah. he dies. <laughs> okay, so I looked it up and I'm like, okay, sweetie, he doesn't die. And she's like, cool, does he get to make the wish? I'm like, no, no. I'm not spoiling the whole movie for you. <laughs> just give me, just, just give me the review. Just, I just want the yeah. like the TLDR version. Of this yeah. Movie. Okay, Tad. Before I watch any more of this, just read the plot synopsis off of Wikipedia for me, real quick, out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about the shape of it. Um, so yeah, no, don't watch, don't watch the other one. I may watch it when we are in a less emotionally heightened environment. Okay, so next week you have our massive review of The Mandalorian to look forward to. And uh, maybe a special guest. We'll see. And we'll get into... There is... There will be a surprise. I know that there's a couple new things hitting streaming services in the next week or so, and we will try to do a better job of picking new releases every weekend to watch prior to the I podcast. will tell you the thing that is most exciting to me that is hitting streaming services uh, in the next week is the new John Mulaney special is hitting on the 25th. Which, based looking on... Forward, how, <laughs> looking forward to your review, Richard. Based on how poorly I have been at 
releasing episodes on time will probably be the day before this comes out. <laughs> That's all right. It'll work. Um, if they want to get a hold of Greg to offer condolences to Chelsea's Champions League appearance. Greg, how can they get a hold of you? At Will Gregory. And Richard, if they want to be able to discuss stand-up comedy in the middle of a field, because that's not creepy at all, how can they contact you? At uh, Richard Versus. And if you have any feedback for the podcast, otherwise, unless it's negative, don't bother, you can contact me through at Versus Podcast, followed by the underscore. Feel free to reach out and let us know if you mistakenly also watch Ghosted based on the fact that I said we're going to watch it. You can yell at Richard through that account as well. Poor Steve. On that. Poor Steve is probably just like, <laughs> I cannot believe that. Jeremy or Lieben Bobst. I, I don't know, man. You guys are just masochistic at this point. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We have only so many listeners. That's assuming that we don't also identify with that trait, Richard. Misery loves company. That is this podcast. We love the group of you. And above me on that. Richard. Have a good week, everybody.